And welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is to know about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter, but we are nothing if not a bit biased. I'm your host this week, and for this week only, <laughs> our co-host at least, uh, Nathan Corda. Brian's out today, he's on strike. Um, no, he's not actually, he just uh, couldn't make it today. Uh, so, uh, we hope to do the show justice for him. Uh, we'll return it to him in the state that it was given. Um, so I am your co-host today. I'm joined by, uh, by Chris in Detroit. Hey, Nathan. Um, I'm pretty sure Brian's invitation got caught up with Kostich's offer from Lazio. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, uh, you know, it's that email address that always gets you. Uh, so, uh, we're also joined by Brian in Houston. How we doing guys? Hey, Brian. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully you, you can share some of your, uh, you know, your insight into, uh, you know, formation and stuff today, because I'm a little, uh, a little light on opinions and, and really fact, frankly, knowledge. So, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to try to host, uh, co-host with y'all and kind of, you guys fill in the blanks here. So we're also joined by Matt in NYC. Matt, how's it going? What's up, Nathan? Good to have you as a host. So I feel I feel oh. bad for Brian. I mean, he's probably just still like thinking about what he wants to say and talk about the team. He's just not ready yet. You know, he's just trying to gather those thoughts. So whenever you're ready, Brian, we're, we're ready for you. So, um, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah as you Go ahead. Brian's about to Brian's about to get Lou Gehrig. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Well, it's uh, that's not going to be that's not going to be for me. That's for sure. It's going to be one of y'all. So <laughs> you, you guys pick it up from here. Um, so you know, this week's been a light week in some sort of news. It's uh, we're coming off of international breaks. Um, like as I've said in the past, I I'm not really big into that part of it it is it, it, like i'm just gonna pass it on to y'all is there is there any part of the international break that you come away from um that is a highlight or or whatever as we move to, back to the bundesliga thank god yeah you know there wasn't a lot of activity uh frankfurt had you know uh, il sanker down in austria um kostic saw some time but nobody did anything real dramatic on the pitch i think all of our attention really was off it all the drama with other players off the pitch. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah I, I, I didn't really, to be honest, I didn't really follow it too close as far as all of our players and where they were. Most of my, most of my sites were set on what was happening there in Frankfurt. Yeah. I mean, yeah. everything besides Barcock, you know, I hope, thank God he came safe out of Guinea, but yeah, I mean, yeah. It's just, it's international break is international break. I mean, Hintega didn't look good. Kamada, uh, I think, played for Japan a little bit. I mean, who cares? You know, it's a break for us. <laughs> <laughs> it's a break for us. It's uh, hopefully a break for most of the team and the, the ones that do get to play. The, the, the best we can hope for is that they come back a little improved or sharper, but also not injured. So... Um, yeah, you know, the, uh, all the well, best one, to go. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that, that one of the things that we talked about off air that 
we want a little bit of feedback on is this idea that maybe the international breaks can be consolidated a little bit. I know I was feeling all excited. The Bundesliga is back. Get a couple of weeks. Some teams, not ours, are starting to get in form a little bit. <laughs> and and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, let's all go off different directions, international break. Then we're going to come back for a few weeks. And then, hey, let's all break up again. Um, so, you know, are there too many international breaks? Is that something they should look to consolidate a fall window and a spring window instead of every couple months going through it again? That's a, what do you guys think on that? That's a great spin zone because, honestly, not thinking about it, we need a lot of teams to disrupt their flow of soccer right now because we don't have a damn flow whatsoever. And why the hell not have, you know, consistent international breaks like screw the Champions League, screw the Europa League. Every Wednesday there has to be an international game and that weekend's is a club game. <laughs> in a pandemic <laughs> exactly exactly be perfect we, we, because then you know Bayern's not going to have a good flow Dortmund's not going to have a good flow I mean I got to be realistic here I got to you know they're not a competition anymore like Bielefeld is going to have you know disruptions Cone's going to have disruptions I mean, all these bad teams are going to have disruptions, so that's going to be a good thing for us but that's <laughs> I'm fucking kidding <laughs> So yeah, that, that's a good way to frame it. Like the question that comes immediately to my mind is who's this serve and the, the, the teams that I feel like, you know, and Brian will, I'm sure will dive into this a lot more. He's, he's usually has more of a, an informed opinion on this, but it seems to me that the the teams that will benefit the most from this are the ones at the top. So it, it keeps them in a rhythm um, rather than the opposite. Yeah. Well, naturally they have, more depth to absorb. Hey, this guy just traveled around the world. You know, this guy got injured. We got someone to back him up. Who's not as good, but yeah. serviceable at the Bundesliga level. We're just not one that has that depth, but um, our guys stayed healthy. Some of them did a lot of traveling, but they should be healthy coming back. Uh, but again, it's that stuff off the pitch that garnered all the headlines this week. It was all our offline chatter. It's going to be, <sighs> Uh, interesting to hear that. I mean, also, it's also, you know, I can't really compare Bayern because half the Bayern teams are the German national squad. We actually did fairly well this weekend besides, or this week besides uh, beating Liechtenstein only 2 nothing. But on the other hand, you know, 6 nothing win on the other day. But, yeah, I mean, I agree to your point, Nathan. I just, yeah. <laughs> By the way, shout out to Liechtenstein getting a point from Armenia. It was pretty shocking. An Armenia team that recently beat the German national. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Chris. That's why I stopped. So <laughs> I stopped my own tracks right there. Talk about talking about uh, stopped in our tracks this uh this week, we've had a little bit of a stink up in terms of uh, two particular characters on the team that have uh, decided not to play or to pitch a fit. And so um, we'll start with the easier one first, the more understandable, at least from a business side. Eunice is now meeting with Krosha to work out an amicable, amicable uh, you know, dissolution of his contract with, with Frankfurt. 
Um, so I would, I was presumably that would uh, involve Napoli to come in and uh, have those discussions along, along as well. I think, you know, I'm kind of happy with this. I don't want him to have anything to do with the club, but what do you guys think about it? Yeah, I'm like, I'm on board with you. Like if he he wants out that bad and he's going to cry this much about whatever's going on there, you know, with, with Lindstrom and Kamada, like we don't really need Eunice. So like he can just go on his merry way. Yeah. Um, Lindstrom is, Shown the ability to play at the Bundesliga level in the first few matches so far. I'm less concerned about losing Jonas at this point. If he doesn't want to be here, obviously he doesn't. Um, good riddance. You know, there's a, another player we're going to talk about shortly. I kind of have a different feeling about that. But, you know, this isn't the first time he's caused drama with a club. Probably won't be the last. Uh, but we have enough issues to deal with right now on the pitch. We don't need this garbage off of it to distract us any further. I mean, I didn't see an apo- apology uh, post today from Eunice. So, I mean, <laughs> he, I mean, I, I, I love them because I miss him. Like, you know, he's my little mess. And him kind of treating us how he did the past few weeks, um, even a couple of months, I'd say. And now, you know, bringing in, you know, all the, the front office people and now Napoli is going to be involved in this situation. It's like, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, I don't want this kind of attitude to be in our club. You know, uh, this guy clearly doesn't care really, which is kind of weird because he was fairly involved in all like the, um, you know, nonprofit stuff that Frankfurt was doing, like yeah. you know, going to soup kitchens, like, you know, the, 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 the terror attack on, in Hanau, um, you know, holding up a shirt of like one of the victims when he scored. Like, I thought he was all in with Frankfurt and completely loved it. But I don't know. Maybe something rubbed him wrong. Like, maybe everyone leaving kind of just was like, okay, why the hell are all the good people leaving and I'm not one of the good people leaving? Um, it's, I mean, I just hope they, you know, hope his contract just gets dissolved at this point. It's just too much has happened where anything would come back. I mean, I'm a, I'm a believer in second chances and, you know, being the right person there, but it's, it sucks. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a bitter, sour ending with Eunice and Frankfurt, which I wish it never happened, but we all live on, you know, tomorrow the sun rises again. It is yeah. kind of interesting because he had worked himself back into the Germany picture, uh, kind of on that fringe, getting called back, and, you know, keep playing well. He might get another look. And then all of a sudden, he just, it's off the rails. And I don't right. know if it's a personal relationships within the club, if he's not. I mean, he fits so well in the locker room last year. I don't think it's the team because the turnover hasn't been that great. Um, but clearly, he's not satisfied, and there's clearly not going to be a solution. What frustrates me is that that this discussion of dissolving the contract, returning to Napoli, however it's going to happen, this discussion wasn't being had two, three, four weeks ago because now we're stuck having to do something that's going to give us absolutely nothing in return. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of uh, second, second chances, this, I believe, you know, if we were going to give him one here, it would actually be his third or fourth, but um, uh, yeah. So I, 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 I miss him on the pitch. I think he was great, but yeah, he's going to be, he's going to be bad, bad mojo in the locker room. And I don't want him get getting or influencing 
the be you know from a behavioral or just from a you know a veteran perspective the the young kids so good riddance but the connective tissue that that in circulates and throws all this shit on our plate is none other than Freddie Bobich and um you know for his for as lauded and respected he was from a uh you know, from a managerial perspective, we're seeing we're seeing that ugly ass end of it where he, you know, clearly did a lot of things by a word of mouth and and between Eunice and now Kostic, who are both promised certain things, they think that they're in a different position. And so come back from this uh, Kostic on strike. He comes up with an apology, says, I'm not, I wasn't on strike. I just didn't feel up for it. And I apologize, but for how I made you by how you might have felt by that. So um, that apology came today. I think that was the biggest news story today and in, in this week in the Eintracht Frankfurt world is his apology back into the game. Honestly, you know, I, I, I feel a little bit pessimistic, but I feel like I just don't. I, I would have liked a better apology, but just come back and tell me that you are sorry by how you play on the pitch. Um, exactly. I want to see those assists. So, yeah, what are you guys thinking about the Costa situation? He's our best player right now. <laughs> I mean, we, we need to keep up. I mean, we're otherwise in serious relegation like, discussions in the next couple months. Like, if we don't have someone who's good on the wing, we can at least give some of our forwards a chance in the box like it's got to be him so i mean yeah it sucks that you know what happened had uh, happened but it's 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 you know we all move on you know i mean when we'd be saying we said the same thing when uh came back we're like oh yeah like this is awesome like welcome back buddy you know like russ is just one of those people where we can always welcome him back you know so um yeah, I mean, I'm glad that nothing happened out of it at the end. I mean, it sucks how it happened, but hey, nothing better than a um, you know sensible, very touching Instagram post than a notes app apology. So take that into consideration because yeah. there's some professionals who do that. <laughs> I I took a little bit of heat in our Discord chat today. Um, I I see the Costage situation a little. Di- a little more different than the Jonas situation um, for an athlete to come back and say, Hey fans, uh, you know, words are cheap, but for him to come back and say, Hey fans, you know, I was expecting this move. It didn't work out. I felt disrespected, but that's behind us. I owe it to you guys to finish the season as strong as I can. To me, that means something. And I know it's just words, you know, it's, it's Jersey sales. It's don't lose that public opinion. But for me, just hearing an athlete say that is refreshing because he could come back and say nothing and be in the starting 11 this week. But by coming out and saying, hey, I was upset. I wasn't in a good frame of mind. Um, And he did make a point in that Instagram post to say others owe an apology as well. I don't have an issue with that because clearly there were two heads that were butting at each other and people weren't agreeing on it. The Lazio move was uh, you know, as far as I could tell, it was signed, sealed, and damn near delivered. So, you know, if he was upset about that, that's okay. But he also said, hey, guys, I'm coming back, and I owe it to you to work harder. So now there's something we can hold him to. Whereas Jonas hasn't said a damn word to the public. 
Uh, he's just sitting there pouting in the corner of his Frankfurt apartment. Like Kostic says, Hey, I'm going to be there tomorrow and I'm going to be ready to play for you guys. To me, they're two entirely different arguments. Well, I, and to kind of compound on that too, like, like I don't doubt that, that Kostic is going to show up and give everything he's got, you know, after watching him for the last couple of years, and I, I'm actually like, even if he is mad about the whole situation, like I, I don't really care. Like I think he's a good chip on his shoulder <laughs> player. I that think should he's be- fire him up. Yeah, I think he's better when he's mad and he's fired yes. up. And so, like, hey, ma- like, be mad. Like I, I could, I played college basketball, and I, I couldn't play well if I was happy. Like I had to be furious <laughs> to go out and play well. Not even angry, not anything. Like I had to pick something to just be furious about just to play well. And I think Kostic is probably that kind of guy too after watching him for the last couple of years. Like he yeah. seems to to like his engine really seems to start going. He starts flying up and down the sideline. He starts lobbing in crosses and going hard into tackles. And like I like if he's mad, like good. Like go I'll, be mad. Go take it out on somebody. I'll you know? tell you who this reminds me of. This reminds me a lot of Kevin Trapp. Um after he came back to us and we were, you know, up and down a little bit, but he solidified himself. Kevin Trapp had the opportunity to go other places. He could have pretty much called his shot. He's already a legend here. He's only like 32 years old. Um, he had the shot to go somewhere else, and he's stuck with us now because I think he's truly comfortable in his position, in his role here. And I think the, the super positive side of that Maybe that's where this leads for Kostic. He says, hey, I play well in the Bundesliga. Frankfurt's a good fit for me. I don't know if that's going to happen down the line, but if we can show up as a, as a team and give him something to believe in, maybe that can happen. I don't know. Like, Why does he want to go somewhere else right now? Because somewhere else shows the ability to win more. Lazio has a higher ceiling than Frankfurt right now. So we need to say, True. hey, best player on the team, we got your back. And other than uh, saying fuck Lazio, um, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I just want him to show up on the pitch. So I'm excited to see him back. Um, I think that wraps up our first segment on Hey, I'm Trek Faker. We'll be back in a sec.
and welcome back to segment two of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. This is the segment that our usual host loves the most, <laughs> um, though I, I I do like it as well. Um, what it's the hashtag? What are we drinking? Um, I'm hurriedly drinking a lot of caffeine tonight so that I can at least try to fill the shoes of Brian. So it's a cold. Cold brew for me. What are you guys? What are you guys drinking? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm sitting up here in Detroit. I I have a streak. I don't know if it's a good one or a bad one. Uh, this is like my 80th episode here, and um, I've never missed a hashtag. What are we drinking that involves booze? So I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> I almost missed out tonight, and I happen to be at Trader Joe's, and I'm not going to tell you what I bought. Uh, but it's a eight dollar Bordeaux. It's delicious. Okay. It's full-bodied, uh, notes of coffee and and uh, deep berry flavors. So cheap, eight dollar wine, and it's doing the trick. Hey, <laughs> it's uh, the the go-to the go-to for me whenever I went to Trader Joe's was that simpler times beer. So you're better than me. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I, you got I kept my streak alive. So <laughs> oh, I love Trader Joe's beer. Like their wrenches, the other halves. Oh, they have such a good selection. It just sucks how expensive it is. Yeah, but what you got? I'm not drinking a Trader Joe's beer. I am drinking a <laughs> Cerveza Pacifico Arriba. Ooh, yeah, just a nice light Mexican beer. Uh, it's actually like really good. Like I'm a, a really big Corona person, and if they had this in a bottle, like it may it may compete. You know? Ooh, yeah, my partner that that is her favorite beer. Um, but she likes it in a can and we can't get it here in a can. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Brian, what do you got? I am, uh, I, I always stick with the Texas beers, but I've got a, a new one today that I, I've actually never had before. It's from the Aldstadt Brewery in uh, Austin, Texas. It's, it's an Aldstadt Kolsch, <clears throat> and uh, nice. it's a pretty good little beer. Nice. It sounds tasty. Uh, that's uh so uh everyone out there um let us know what you're, what you're drinking um i'm always curious because i love to see the beers of the world so send them our way but until then prost all right so now we get into the the heady topic of stuttgart but before we get there uh the frauen eintracht frauen won one to nothing over freiburg um so they're at six points um from six and uh, keeping pace with the top there. So um, I, I'll be frank. I can't. I, I can't get. I don't have uh, Eddie in Ireland's uh, fire stick. So I can't get. I can't watch these games. Uh, so any of y'all had some, any comments on this? Yeah. Yeah. So you go, Chris. Oh, go ahead. You go, go ahead. ahead. No, you got it. Okay, I'll go. <laughs> <All> um, <right. laughs> so I know you know we had a great start in the first half. I actually caught up on the highlights um, the other day. So. We had a gr- uh, great first opportunity in the first half by Newskin, um, our tall center back, I'm pretty sure. So we had a great header in the first half, but the Freiburg keeper made a great save. Um, and then Freiburg had another decent chance in the 29th minute, which was, I guess, a little scary at first, but it just didn't seem like anything came to happen. It was another counterattack, um, and then another one. I'm sorry, it was a counterattack in the 29th, and then another counterattack in the 40th. But... Um, you know, nothing too, too scary. They just were like just counterattacks. They just ended up being shanks. Um, our goal, you guys, if you get the chance, you should definitely look it up. It was pretty sexy. 
So it, it didn't seem like we dominated the game <laughs> at all whatsoever. So we ended up winning the ball in the final third, and the ball lands right to Laura Freigang's like uh, feet. And so she heel flicks it in the like she's in the eighteen heel flicks in the eighteen right to uh, Lada Prasnikar, and then she just took a one time bomb in the bottom corner, and that pretty much won the game for us. Uh, definitely would definitely would check it out. It was a pretty schmexy game uh, goal, I would say. But no, I mean two for two of the Bund- or three for three in Bundesliga games right now. We have like a five game, four game win streak, and uh, you know the women are uh, way better than the men, fellas. So. The question I bid you guys is, uh, when do we start putting the women in the vouch study and put the uh, men outside? Hell yeah. But, you know, I've, I've been pushing for that for a while. Um, I had a hard time finding the game. I finally found a, a replay of it off of some shady 2021 version of LimeWire that probably just killed my <laughs> second theory. But, um, you know, the, the thing about Presnikar, she has been kind of, I, I hate comparing the two, but she's kind of been like the Kostic uh, for the women's side, finding an ability to put her foot on the ball at any point, whether it's a goal uh, to get a 1-0 victory or setting up fragging in the middle. She's kind of the one that always has her foot on the ball at some point when it matters. And uh, to be honest, Freiburg was not a good team. Um, We had opportunities, but it was just kind of stale going both ways. Uh, but we took points from a club that we are better than. And right now to have six points after two matches, sitting fourth in the table, uh, we're right where we should be. We talked after last season, uh, losing in the cup final, and a heartbreaking loss about letting that be a point of growth and not dropping points that you're supposed to take. And this is one of those matches. So, you know, we got Cologne coming up this next week. They're in the same boat as Freiburg where they don't score much. They don't allow much. They're just kind of a kind of a neutral club. Um, we should take three from that. And to start the season three for three, uh, four for four, including a cup win, that would be outstanding. That's where we should expect to be growing right now. So take notes, man. Uh, yes, take notes. <laughs> uh, just take the points you're supposed to take. Stop taking draws against Bielefeld. Shit. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Positive vibes. Positive vibes. <laughs> hey. Hey, Who's man. From, uh, anything we can learn from Fraven. Who's from, uh, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, I think, I'm not certain, but I think the game this weekend will be available on YouTube. Uh, we'll put that out on Twitter if we get confirmation. That'd be great because I'd love uh, a second Eintracht team to root for, regardless of whether they are good or bad. I will watch. I will watch if I can watch. Um, so that, that'd be friggin' sweet. So, uh, we're coming out of the international break. Bundesliga starting again. I can finally watch soccer again. I've been tuned out, uh, outside of like the random Twitter post that talks about the stats of the Eintracht players. I don't watch, so I'm ready to get back into soccer. It's, uh, I, it's been way too long. So, um, what do you guys, I guess Stuttgart, um, where are we? Play, are we home or away here? I think we're away. Cricket. I'll let you figure that out. <laughs> nah, we're home. I can't. We're home. Every, we're home. I was thinking. I was okay. thinking we were home, but then I started to doubt that with Nathan, uh, Nathan's 
statement, and now we're all all rapid Googling. <laughs> oh, God, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, I, I honestly, I, I think it, for me, at least, it's a moot point. Um, you know, Stuttgart is not firing out of the gates. I didn't expect them to be a great team this year to begin with, so I think they're right where they, they, they should be. We are, however, floundering, unlike the Frauen. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm honestly, I don't know where where we are, where we sit as a team. How, how do you guys feel going into uh, Stuttgart and um, where do you see, well, like what are the key positions that we should be looking for in terms of like question marks or, or what, what have you with the team right now? Ryan, where are we with tactics? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that is a great question. I wish I had a better answer for that. Look, <laughs> defensively, like we've solidified the last two games. Like I, I don't think there's any real doubt about that. Like we, we haven't given up a ton of chances. Uh, we've been pretty solid in the back, and there hasn't been a ton of cracks. And even like you know the the goal that Bielefeld scored. I know that guy was wide open at the top of the box, but he didn't get the ball on purpose. Like the guy <laughs> misdribbled it to him. In fact, the guy that was trying to to go by uh, Lintz, he misplayed the ball and was chasing after it when the dude scored. So you know our our defense has been solid. It's our attack that we're just we're missing that like that killer finish in the in the third. And I'm not just talking about like goal scoring like the pass to the goal scores six inches off the run is just a little bit too early like we're just everything's just a little bit off I think the tactics are there but I think the timing is off if that makes sense yeah for sure because I think with timing um that's only gonna get developed through you know playing together for a long time you know so I it's the philosophy is definitely a work in progress in a sense. It definitely has to be some tweaks in it. Um, you know, the mor- morality, the house has to get up, you know, now that the transfer window is finally over, you know, now everyone know who their next team, who the teammates are for the next, what, three, three months now. So um, it's, 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 we have to be more worried about us and more worried about strip guard. You know, that's, that's how we're going to have to take every single mm-hmm. game. It's like, how can we as a team, you know, press higher? How can we be better in the final third? How can we, you know, finish the chances. How can we create chances? You know, like how the how can we make sure that we have more shots than fucking Bielefeld? So, you know, <laughs> with that being said, you know, I in terms of like you know the lineup, like I'm fine with like our back line. You know, I think Kintarega and Dendika Lentzendorm. You know, finally having four in the back is again a work in progress. So it's going to take some time. Um, but it definitely frees up Lentz to go up high a little bit more because then, you know, we can, because uh, then Antica, uh, or sorry, Andika, uh, Hinterega, and when I say Duom can play that, you know, three in the back um, on the offensive side of things. And then, you know, when we lose the ball, Lentz, Lentz drops right back down. Um, and then, you know, mid, our center midfielders really haven't been present. You know, they haven't, I haven't really seen so yeah. well, like checking into the center backs. I'm sorry, I'm going to go off here for a second, but I, <laughs> I haven't seen them go off, like check into the center backs to, you know, receive the ball, move it up to the wingers, or even have it have Bore check in, or I guess Kamada in the center attacking mid. But I kind of want to see Hustic out. I, I'm Glasner. If you're listening to this, which is highly unlikely, put Hell Sunker in. Like, we have like, 
we, we get scored Ooh. on an incredibly amount of times. Like, put So and Il Sunker in there. We have two, like, six foot three big ass dudes, scary looking dudes who could, who, you know, no mid- midfielder want to jump right through. So, if we have two solid people like that, it gives us freedom within the attack. You know, that means we can have, if Kostic plays, which is highly unlikely, you know, Lindstrom will be over there. JPH will be over there. And then push Kostic up a little bit more, you know, put put Kamada off uh, the bench and put him in um, in like the 60th minute or so because he's a great bench player. Like, that's when he creates his like magical moments when like, you know, he decides to dribble between six people like front and back. So... <laughs> He's a great bench player. And then obviously Bore, you know, I'm giving him a seven-day window. You know, this is match day uh, three coming up for us. So, sorry, match day four. So, you know, he's got three more games uh, to really prove himself here. So, you know, keep him up there. But I'm glad Paciencia got some time last week because – or two weeks ago because he he's our most experienced striker at this point, you know. And that's my message to class there. Oof. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> I think my concern right now, especially coming out of this break, is going to be how prepared are we? We should be because we didn't have a whole lot of guys running too much. Um, I hope Hinterrager has been doing some sprints in the free time because the dude's been on like the Cool Ranch Doritos diet. I mean, he looks, <laughs> he looks like me out That's there. That's a dangerous it's, diet. It's, Holy crap. It, That's yeah, a book writing good. diet. It, it's a good diet. Like, it tastes good, but you look like shit on TV. So come on, dude. Like <laughs> you're, you're supposed to be anchoring that back line. And the only thing you can anchor right now is the boat. Like really, <laughs> you, you got to get your fitness back. You got to be, I mean, he used to be just money on that back line and, and then throwing in some offense and on corners and stuff. And right now I don't trust anything at the center of our back line. Uh, the, the best defender we have outside the 18 is Sal, who's really like locked down that defensive area. But again, once we pick the ball up in transition, we're not doing a lot with it. And if anything, we're giving it up and being countered back against ourselves. So yeah. what about this Jakic guy? Only- yeah, I was going to you know, ask, like, yeah. how does he, how does he fit into this? So we saw Roostic come in and play in that, that role uh, parallel to to so to a degree in that defensive midfielder position, does it does Jakic come in and and supplant that as as a role? Does Hrustic get less time now as a result? I don't want to see him get less time because I see a point where he fits in with this offense. But the problem is once we get inside the final third, he doesn't have a lot of size, and as as nice as he is dribbling in tight spaces. It's just not leading to passes that set up goals. So I don't know if if that puts him on the outside looking in. I don't know enough about Jakic to really have an opinion, but I also like what Rustich brings in the middle third of the field. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea about Jakic either. I just wanted to know what your opinion was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I from, from from what I've okay. so like whenever they we get a transfer right, I, I just automatically hit youtube and start trying to (laughs) gobble up all the scouting film i can get on these guys and uh he kind of seems like a dominic core to me um you know where he he, i mean he looks like a nice player but i don't know that he's a dynamic or a game-changing player you know can he can he help solidify the back at 
I like I don't know. I really don't know what he can do. But it, it looks like he's kind of like a dominant core. Like he plays hard. He goes hard into tackles. He's not scared of people. Um, he's going to chase down the ball in areas. You know. Yeah. Um. I and and he's going to get a look. Like at some point during the season, we've you know we've got so many games this year. We're going to get to see him, but. I, I just don't think that's going to be sooner. I think it'll be a little mm-hmm. later. The only problem why we sent Dominic Core over to Mines is because if we put Dominic Core and So together in the middle, we'd have we'd have at least one card, one red card within the, the first thirty minutes. <laughs> like we have no midfield. Like that's the reason why they're two similar players. You know, you need to have the kind of like mix. So, uh, I mean. I mean, yeah, I have no idea about Jakic, you know, and I forgot to mention about Sam Lammers as well up top. You know, if Bore ends up, you know, hitting the fan, do we going to bring this guy from Atalanta who hasn't played meaningful soccer in the past two years? You know, so it's and it's I experimental. Think that's, we're kind of at a pivotal point here where if we're not careful, we can spiral into a relegation battle. Yet we have too much talent to be in that battle, but. Are we going to find a way to put it together? Is Glasner going to magically come up with a combination that works? We are so unknown at this point, and a lot of teams are three weeks in, but with all the changeover we had from top to bottom, not necessarily in the numbers, but from the managerial style to to um, key players being upset and guys being out of shape, like it just doesn't, there's no direction. And what I want to see in this match is some direction. I want to see some goals. I want to see some offense. Yeah. I just want to That's see something. Direction. I'm so sick of freaking possession. Like, we never really had possession at most games. Like, when we had the ball coming from a corner kick or even just from goal kicks, put your head down, hit the ball up, and chase. Like, that's how we've been playing for the past two years. And by the way, if we take another short corner... I'm going to lose my damn mind. <laughs> I, already, I already ordered a TV in case I throw something at it. it. It's absolutely ridiculous how many short corners we're taking. It, you know, put the ball in there. When you're having a hard time scoring, the worst thing you could do is play a soft pass back to a midfielder. Just throw the ball in the box, get Hinty or, you know, Hinty is like an extra 100 pounds now. Get Bore or somebody in there to use their head. Someone who can jump in the air. Paciency is huge. He could do it. I don't know. Yeah, but and Diggs can get up there too. Yeah, start being aggressive. Yeah, that that should be used few and far between. Um, yeah, yeah I, I'm with. Oh, go ahead, Brian. I I was just gonna say, like, if we can't score against Stuttgart, like they've been awful this year. Yeah, and you know, I mean, they've given up eight goals in three games. And, uh, and I mean, they and they just look terrible. I think the only game they didn't give up a goal was to Firth, and you know that I mean, it's Firth. So if yeah. we can't score, if we can't score in this game, like we're in serious trouble. Yeah, Stuttgart had a famously bad defense last year, and they didn't really get anybody to um, to strengthen their back line. I, I believe so. They're going to continue I, to look at this bad the entire year. I do year. think they overachieved last year. Uh, after getting promoted, finishing ninth is never bad. Um, everyone kind of expected them to fall off, yet they won two of their last three league games. So, mm-hmm. you know, the way that they improve their position late in the year bodes well for playing well early this year. So 
we got to be on our toes. We should beat them. We have the quality to beat them. They're going to be without their top player, uh, midfielder, forgot his name, but um, they're going to be without him due to injury. But, you know, we just got to find ourselves. I don't care what Stuttgart does. Until we can figure out who we are, it doesn't matter who we play. Do we yeah. know if we are still capped at 25K for fans? I believe so, yes. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, we need yeah. our fans. Because that's, that's the biggest part about this team, you know? It's like the fanhood. It's like I feel like the players feed off like at least, well, at max, I'd say like 30% of our fans' energy because like, I don't know if you've been seeing all these polls recently, but like Frankfurt's like one of the top two, the top two, top three uh, best fan bases to like root for and stuff like that. You know, just in terms of like passion, certainly not success, but all about like the passion <laughs> and everything like that. So, you know, you know what? There's a double edged sword with that too, because when things are going bad, and rightfully so, when things are going bad, our fans are not afraid to voice their displeasure. And I agree with that. These are professionals. If you don't like what you're seeing, let them know. Um, we're sitting at 14 right now. So if if we go down a goal early, I, they'll hear it. Hear it. They'll I expect hear it. whistling. <laughs> I, I expect them to call them out on it. And if Glasner decides to pull another 75th minute substitution instead of, say, 45th or 50th, <sighs> I'd appreciate you know a little change up there. Yeah, they'll no doubt hear it here as well because we are nothing if not opinionated um <laughs> we to be more positive otherwise someone's gonna like recommend some <laughs> I, to us no no i okay so I'll, I'll 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 throw in some positivity here and in, in this uh in this cloudy cloudy mire that we're in you know we're so this is we're finally getting to the point where Croatia and glossner can start to um really show the system that they're building so the pieces are in place that set up a traditional Glossner team with both Lammers and Bore, um, as as Brian talked about last week and in his uh, great article, which uh, you can hype later. Uh, you should because it's fucking fantastic. That that article is great. Everyone should read it. But yeah, so that system's in place, and I and I feel like yeah, you're going to start seeing those machinations, all those things starting to click. So I do think we are on the the precipice of some really good defense and some pretty productive offense. Um, so I, I'm, I still have a lot of hope for this team, but as the, 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 the rest of the press has been, you know, speaking about everyone is hedging their bets. There's a lot of, there's a lot of articles out there now by a team, a year of transition that we should be breaking for. I think that we could see a lot of, a lot of wins come soon, but it's just those little things. The team's got to gel, like you, y'all said. So, game seven. I think uh, once match day seven happens, I mean that's my deadline to that before <laughs> I start. You know, <laughs> alarming the alarming the bells, call, calling the captain <laughs> to abort the ship. Like ship sinking, sir. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll 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 at least have we'll at least have Europa this year, if nothing. Um, else we got we got that group stage I'd love to be a Wigan that'd be so fun (laughs) Uh, so I I I think I think that about 
wraps it up for the podcast. Unless uh, y'all have a, a predictions, a, a shout a shot across the bow. Predictions. Yeah, predictions. Yes. Go uh, ahead. <laughs> I'll start it off. I think we are going to win this game two to one. Wow. Okay. It's, it's right. bold. <laughs> Just because um, I know we can't keep a clean sheet whatsoever. Yeah. And we are, I'm hoping Stuttgart is bad enough to give us our own goal. And then JPH will probably score the other goal. Or, <laughs> or, hmm, hmm, who would be a good joker, a good wild card player to get the goal for us? You know what? I'm going to say. Timothy Chan. I'm going to say it's going to be like 1 1 in like the 70th minute. We're going to uh, sub in Ilzanker or Hustich. Ilzanker or Hustich, those are my two players. And I think one of them will score us the winner. So I'm kind of with you where we can't score goals. Um, but I, I think our defense hasn't been particularly bad. I think the quality of opponent we're playing has kind of made made our defense look better than they actually are. Uh, but I don't see a lot of threat to that this week either. I'm in lockstep with you at 2-1. But I think there's going to be a Timothy Chandler appearance and goal. Oh, so yes. I don't know if we're going to oh, be up yeah. 2 0, give up right. a late Timmy one, but. Dirty to you know, me, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Call in the Frankfurt born American. We're going to make it happen. We got this. Brian, I'm, uh, I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it a 3 1 victory for Eintracht. And I'm going to say Kostic comes in fired up and gets a brace. Please. Oh, I love it. <laughs> okay. I love it. All in. Yeah, we I need like, a bold prediction sound look, effect. Look, they're they're like Stuttgart is really bad defensively, and I don't like. We're not good offensively. We, yeah, well, they're, <laughs> they're not real good offensively either. I mean, they, they did drop five on on Firth, but like Firth is one of the worst teams I've ever seen. So <laughs> they, they, it's not like that's not shouldn't be considered that big of a deal. But um, yeah, I think. I think we're going to get some stuff worked out here over the international break, and uh, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed that we don't drop an egg like we do a lot of times coming out of international break. And uh, and I'm going to say, like, Kostic just goes bull in a china shop. Like, he's he's just running up and down the sideline with, like, steam coming out of his ears, and he, he, fires, it, he fires two in for a brace. I need that energy. I hope you're right. Wherever you get it yes. from, I need that energy. Hey, I, I, I've got to say it's really weird to be the positive voice on this podcast because this is probably the only place on the planet where I am a positive voice. You're, you're our Brian today. Our Brian replacement yeah. is Brian. I need to go on an epic rant. <laughs> a positive rant, though. Here, sir, is the soapbox. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think I'm going to echo Brian, but uh, I'm going to say that considering the landscape of the games ahead of us, that this is going to be a game where Kostic is sitting out due to discussions with the team. Um, so that bull in the China shop is going to have to wait. Um, but I do think we're going to win. I think we're going to see some good offensive shifts without Kostic. Look, we've already, I think, yeah, we've played, we played without him already. So um, we'll continue to see that uh, Lentz on the, on the left there. 
Um, but I do uh, I think Lammers gets this gets the start. I'm gonna. Oh. I think he's ready to go. Nice. Um, and I you're like gonna it. see a lot of different different movement there. So um, I can't tell you who's gonna score, but we're. I think we. I think we got three or four in us. So I'm gonna go. I'll go three to one as well. Wow. Hey, uh, one one question regarding your your Lammers prediction there. Is this the match to come out of the break and say? Hey, I'm going to make a statement and change the lineup. Or do you work that in, you know, some of your new guys, do you work them in slowly or you, do you say, Hey, nobody else wants to show up. Let's rock the boat right away. Yeah. Rock the boat right away at this point. Let me, let me say this, like, and I wrote that, like I wrote this earlier and just, it kind of makes sense. Like when you're having trouble scoring and you've got a guy like Kostic who can bang in, you know, deadly crosses on a dime having a six four guy that can jump in there like it makes yeah. it a lot easier to score <laughs> you know so yeah. i think i think throwing lammers in there would would be a good option just for that simple fact like we don't have to worry about all the timing and everything just costage lob it in there and let's see if lammers can go up and get it he never yeah. misses in target practice you know, he <laughs> doesn't miss those practice videos the guy's got a rocket for a boot like he does not miss. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I do think that that's, that's the key. You know, the question is, do we come back? And the answer is we now have the, the key, the full set of keys for this engine. So we're going to, we're going to see it hell or high water, depending on how, you know, our defense comes along, which I do think they're, they're in a better place than the offense right now. So yeah, we have the keys. Um, I hope we have all the right keys. <laughs> this this is our ride or die. There is no there's no window here before December. So you know this yeah. is who we're going to go with. And by that point, we're kind of going to solidify: are we in a relegation battle or are we going to save our ass? And right now, we're in the battle. So we just got to toughen up and get it done. Hmm. All right. So that about wraps it up for another episode. I almost missed the predictions. Uh, Brian would have been on, but it would have been on our asses about that. But <laughs> so uh, you can uh, find us on the podcast at Hey Eintracht Frankfurt on Facebook at HEF Pod on Twitter. We also have the Discord, which which is full of lively discussion. Typically, me ranting far too long on subjects um, usually related to Frankfurt. Um, and then, uh, 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 are we on Instagram yet, Matt? Almost, almost. I, almost. Okay. That, that's going to be running hopefully soon. Um, I don't want to put a date okay. anymore on it, but that will run, um, soon. Okay. Yeah. Look forward to that. Um, you can always email the show at Hey, Frankfurt at gmail.com. Um, so where can we find y'all, um, out there on the internets? You can find me, Wag M8, on Twitter. And uh, yeah, that's just about it. Brian? And I. Oh, oh great. <laughs> you can find me at, uh, <laughs> at Twitter, at, uh, br- at Brian Gilcrest. And you can also uh, find me on my blog, which is on the wings of com. Fantastic article up there right now that really digs into the the team and the makeup of it that is very elucidating for any fans out there brian has a 
as an eye for for this sort of stuff. I, I highly recommend it. Chris, where where are you at? Yeah, sorry for stepping on you, Brian. Um, I, I second Nathan. That is one of my favorite go-to blogs for all things Eintracht. Uh, fantastic, fantastic eye for tactics and talent. Um, I am on Twitter at C in the D three one three. I got some feedback about our upcoming Bundesliga Michigan gathering. So if you're in Michigan, you like Frankfurt or any Bundesliga team, hit me up there. We're doing a little shindig September 24th location to be determined. Um, hit me up. C in the D three, one, three. And uh, you can find me um, at on Twitter at NAJAKWA. Um, but yeah, Follow follow the show. Listen, uh, go go find us in Discord. That's where I really I, my favorite part of this whole show. Um, the, everything I love meet. I love talking to y'all every every time we get to talk. But my my favorite part has been the Discord server that we have. It's full of just diehard Frankfurt fans from all around the world. I think that there's a fella from from Shanghai in there actually. Um, so like we got we got such we're international man Eintracht Frankfurt International is right here at hey Eintracht Frankfurt that's why I love it um we got the best best fans in the world and um I love talking to everyone because everyone's diehard so it's just just great it's fun um so I think that about wraps it up uh have a have a good rest of your day choose positive vibes Positive vibes. Goose from a goose from a. Hey, I'm trying to find for a la 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 la. Hey, I'm trying to find for a la 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 la.